Pittsburgh nowadays is a great team. They're one of the one of the storied franchises of all time. You know, yep. they've been around for a long time. You know, yep. and uh, and so we're gonna talk about one of the an era in Pittsburgh Pirates baseball where like you could be proud of. And I just yep. love this era. Actually, I was a big fan of that team. That that's mm-hmm. that um, that era. And this is the era of the 1990 through the 1992 team. Yep. Um, and the Pirates made some amazing trades that really, really helped that, that group of guys with Jim Leland win some division. And sadly, they didn't get to the World Series. I was really, I was rooting for them. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, they didn't get to the World Series. But uh, so what were, what were some of the trades, Scott? Yeah, you know, a lot of, the, 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 of that core of those, you know, kind of the foundation pieces of those teams, um, I mean, other than Bonds, a lot of the, the key guys came via trades. And mm-hmm. these are trades where, for the most part, the Pirates gave up no one that was significant or had any kind of career to brag about. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, Barry Bonds was drafted, right? Yeah. But if you look at Andy Van Slyke car- from the Cardinals and the trade, you know, and him and Mike Lavalier, who caught a lot with those Pirates teams, mm-hmm. um, came over. Um, you know, at that time, Tony Pena was one of the top catchers in in baseball, and that's who the Cardinals received in mm-hmm. part. There were other other you know players involved, but those are the key mm-hmm. players. Mm-hmm. And if you look at like Bobby Bonilla coming over from the White Sox, or Jose De Leon, this this you know pitcher, right-handed pitcher, I believe, and. Um, you know, we talked about uh, Jay Bell. I mean, I mean, highway robbery, right, yeah. from Cleveland? Yeah, yeah. Um, Doug Drabeck from the Yankees with Rick Roden going the other way as the, the, the yeah. two key players. And Zane Smith, you know, that's kind of the one trade, right, where they kind of gave up a name. Moises Alou went from mm-hmm. the Pirates to Montreal. Yeah. And am I leaving out anyone? Uh uh, I mean, those are the big ones. I mean, yeah. I, I, they had they had Sid Bream that they yeah. got from the Dodgers. That's right. Um, so that was a that was really a really a find for them. Mm-hmm. But basically, these are kind of like the big ones. I mean, huh? you and I, outside of the podcast, have always talked about like Andy Vance like is huh? one of one of my personal favorites. Like huh? whenever I built a a team, uh, like when I was a little kid, I'd have mm-hmm. my favorites from each team. You know, mm-hmm. non Giants, non A's. Andy Van Slyke was my center fielder. I didn't care. Uh, you know, I just loved the guy, the uh, guy, the way the guy played, and uh, so that's one of the great traits. Um, you know, there's just, um, I mean, you talk about Andy Van Slyke and Michael Lavalier for Pena. Yeah. Pena was a good catcher. You know, I mean, he's, he's an all-star. Yeah. I remember one memory I had with Pena is um, I think I saw him towards the end of his career, <clears throat> and so. He used to crouch down, like yep. he had this little special way of crouching down behind yep. the plate. Yep. That like, you know, I was all like, oh man, he must get tired a lot. That's why he's really, really fidgety uh-huh. down there. I thought he uh-huh. was always getting tired. Yep. But apparently he was trying to spot the pitches or whatever. Yep. But he was a great spot pitcher. But I mean, you think about Lavalier, I think he hit 300 his first year, you know, in yeah. limited time. And yeah. Spanky. Little, spanky, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Tony Pena was great. I mean, he. Yeah. I mean, I can see the the Cardinals' position on that trade. I mean, I don't know. In retrospect, if they would have not done it, I mean, it's impossible to even kind of even think about that, really. But mm-hmm. he was an excellent catcher in that era. You know, eighties predominantly, and yeah, he kind of made that kind of that crouch he had in style. You would see other catchers kind of mm-hmm. mimicking that that crouch. Yeah, I mean. 
Yeah, but like they did get a. I mean, definitely Pittsburgh won in this trade. Yeah. I'm just looking at uh, Lavalier's stats, and Lavalier was one of those really, really good mm-hmm. hitting catchers. Yeah. Like, he could consistently hit about 280. He, yeah. hit, he hit 316, you know, in limited at bats in 89, but like, you know, he usually had about over 350 at bats. He'd get 280. His on base percentage was over 350, which mm-hmm. is great, and mm-hmm. he'd call a great game, and like, he was a fan favorite. Like, uh, he was my favorite. I was a chubby kid, and, like, uh, I was all like, hey, if this fat guy can play, yeah. I can play. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was fat, so. Um, yeah, so was I at the time. Yeah. I mean, you and I have lost about three people. You know, that's another <laughs> podcast yeah. category, probably. That's but, right, yeah. And, yeah, I do remember he was a fan favorite. And I think, you know, you know, I think a lot of people like big guys like yeah. that. And, you know, Spanky, you don't get to the, to a guy who is like Andy Van Slyke's f- physique, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like a Mike LaValier physique, yeah, yeah. you know, nickname. So I loved Andy Van Slyke a lot, too, because he was a gold glove center fielder. Mm-hmm. When a lot of people would probably say he doesn't look like a gold glove winning center fielder. And he was, you know, what, four or five maybe gold gloves uh that he won yeah. at center field and a great hitter too, and he has a son now in, yeah. the, in the Dodgers organization, right? So yeah, yeah. And you know what's funny about it? you mentioned Sandy was like I had the same thought. Yeah. Because whenever you saw Vance, like he'd always make like he'd always look like he's going back on the ball and he'd make the yeah. catch. Yeah. And then when he throw it in, he was mm-hmm. a lefty, right? Right. It didn't look like. When he threw the ball in, it looked like a guy who's a right-hander who's trying to throw left-handed. Yeah, yeah. But it was he had a really good arm. It was just kind of funny. Like he had an excellent arm. Yeah. Think of that outfield. Hit Gold Glover in center field. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gold Glover in left field with, with Barry Bonds. Just such a great yeah. outfield. Oh. Yeah, and Bobby Bonilla is pretty good too. Yeah. Um, and Bonilla wasn't even on that last of the yeah. three playoff run yeah. teams. I yeah. mean, that's how good they were yeah and, and then the thing about Bonilla is like he's actually like if this was like a uh, like a team deal yeah. he would be up on the Mets one of the worst tr- uh, signings of the Mets yeah but like he ends up being one of the best trades ever to happen right from going from the White Sox to the to the Pirates yeah and basically they gave up uh, the Pirates gave up the Jose De Leon for Bobby Bonilla who was a pretty good pitcher but not really like not like the all-star that Bonilla became, who also ended up helping him get to the next level. Yeah, but Bonilla was one of the faces of those Pirates, well, at least, you know, the Pirates and the first two playoff teams of that run we're talking about, mm-hmm. Amir. And, I mean, it's Bonds at the top of the list, and, you know, Bonilla, Van Slyke, and Drabeck, I think. Those are the, the, the core guys. Um, and, you know, Doug Drabeck, too, he also signed a free agent deal like yeah. after he that last run there and that flopped on on him and, and yeah. the Astros but to get him from the Yankees for you know Rick Roden was okay in the yeah. beginning with the Yankees but he's a veteran at the, at the end and yeah. um Drayback is someone who came up around the same time as Bonds and Will Clark and mm-hmm. Kevin Mitchell Canseco McGuire and Ruben Sierra and Bonilla you know that 86 87 yeah. um, t- um you know yeah yeah, I mean, I like Bonilla a lot um, because he was one of the first... I mean, there were a lot of contemporary mm-hmm. switch hitters back then, but he was one of the first switch hitters that I really liked. Yeah. Because he could hit from the both sides mm-hmm. and, like... Uh, he even was a third baseman. I think he came yeah. up as a third baseman. He, he ended up playing outfield, but... Yeah. And then Doug Drabeck, I mean, he was... 
for a long time, he was the heart and soul of that team. You kind of yeah. associated the Pirates with him. You know, they had Bonds, they had Vance like they yeah. had Bonilla, but like, Drebeck was like the heart of that team, and he ended up having like a great year in 1990, winning 22 games. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he was just um, magnificent. You know, in that era, um, there were two great uh, switch hitting, you know, power hitting switch hitters, one in the American League, one nationally. You know, you mentioned Bonilla, but in the American League, Ruben Sierra was yeah. kind of like, I mean, he hit for more power, I think, than Bonilla. But, yeah, B- Bonilla was, jeez, uh, he was crucified in New York. Yeah. I mean, he at, at some point, I don't know if you remember, he was batting with earplugs in his ears. Oh, the booze were just horrendous. Wow. And he always, he would always, like, you know, shove it aside, like, nah, I don't hear it. I mean, but his production kind of reflected yeah. the great possibility he did, he was aware of all yeah, that. Yeah, that's tough. And so he signed a big deal with the Mets and, and flopped, and signed a big deal with the Astros and flopped, yeah. and um, Bonds signed a big, oh, that's, <laughs> he didn't see. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, David. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he flopped too a little bit. There you go. It's a different kind of flopping, yeah. so... Yeah, so... And then, you know, just to, just to mention Jay Bell, as you, yeah. as you alluded to him, I mean, he was... He became Mr. Pirate after all those guys left because he yeah. stayed there. He actually he ended up going to Arizona, I believe. They gave up. him and Matt Williams those big free agent deals. Oh, and yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. I think it was uh, the expansion year when, when they and the De- Van Devil Rays began. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they... Uh, Jay Bell, I mean... Really, uh, an underappreciated uh, mm-hmm. um, pirate. You know him and Jose Lind, right? Who yeah, later Jose went Lind, to the yeah. Royals, I think. Um, Chico. Chico Lind, yep. Chico Lind. I mean, a great middle of the infield. Look at look at Lavalier up the middle. Lavalier, um, Lind, Jay Bell, and Andy Van Slyke. You know that that That's is great. pretty. They said you got to be strong up the middle. That's pretty good, but they just couldn't get over the hump. You mm-hmm. know, and. It, it's a shame, and yeah. that last one, right, with uh, Oof, Sid Bream. And, coming back, oh my god. Uh, yeah. To this day, I still think that Leland should have put in Tim Wakefield to close that ninth inning. Mm. And, but that is one of the risks of being too nice to your veteran players. I, he, he, Who was the closer? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now on the closer, but... Was it Stan Belinda? You know, I I know he was on. I believe he was on that team. That's a, that's a good call. But I bet David knows. Maybe he. Yeah, tell us, Sorry. David. Yeah, when you. Uh, we'll look it up after the sh- the recording. But uh, uh, but you know he left Dre back in, and you know <laughs> that was it. Yeah. So but, do we want to talk about like one of the stinker trades or something? Yeah, the I mean, uh, this is what the show about. So we're gonna talk about the hits and misses. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, you know we're Giants fans. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about this, this one? Yeah, it, it does seem like the Giants have been the beneficiary of a lot of bad Pirates trades. And, I mean, the one that comes to the top of Amir's and my list here is uh, the, the trade where the Giants acquired um, Jace, Jason Schmidt from the Pirates. And, you know, the... Pirates traded Jason Schmidt and John Vanderwall to the Giants in exchange for Ryan Vogelsong, mm-hmm. who was a talented rookie, and um, Armando Rios, a, a right fielder with a little bit of power. Mm-hmm. And I do recall when that trade went down because 
finally Jason Schmidt was showing why, you know, the, the, the stuff, the reason yeah. why they went to Atlanta and picked him up before trading him to the Giants. I believe the second half of that season, he was doing great. It's yeah. as well as he ever did with the Pirates, actually in his career. Mm-hmm. So then he resigned, you know, he's a free agent, mm-hmm. stayed with the Giants, and became one of the great best pitchers for about a four-year stretch there. Yeah, he was, uh, I mean, Jason Smith, Jason Smith, to this day, if I can remember, there was a point where the Giants, mm-hmm. um, I mean, not counting 1993, Yeah. The Giants were always a hitting team. They never yeah. had like a dominant pitcher. Even with mm-hmm. the, you know, ninety three, they had two pitchers that won twenty games, but mm-hmm. they didn't have this like front line mm-hmm. all star number one starter. And they got him in Schmidt, and it's kind of sad because sad for Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, in a sense that like the guy, he had always been touted as like a super. He was one yeah. of those Atlanta pedigree yep. Atlanta <laughs> pitcher that like you know he's gonna be a star, and then he. Mm-hmm. Pirates get him somehow, yep. and then he does pretty well for him. He won thirteen games one year. Mm-hmm. He won, uh, you know, eleven. You know, he was getting better, but then they trade him away to the Giants, and he becomes a superstar. Yeah, and just like, um, just an amazing all-star pitcher for for a bunch of years. Yeah, I mean, I agree. <laughs> like in '93, they had Burkett, John Burkett, and Billy Swift, who were solid pitchers and had you know decent careers with the Giants. But I, I agree, J- Jason Schmidt was kind of the first pitcher they had, probably since Juan Marichal, to be mm-hmm. honest. And definitely in my you know lifetime, you know, ten years old and up, where you knew he'd be like top five in Cy Young. I mean, yeah. He was that solid. He had that good three, four year stretch yeah. with the Giants and. To that insult to injury, you know, Vogelsong never did anything with the Pirates, neither did Armando Rios. He was uh, flopping with Barry Bonds. <laughs> um, and then, you know, Vogelsong comes back to the Giants years later, you know, after he's married and after a, a you know a tour in, in, in Japan, and he makes an all-star team and almost made a second all-star team mm-hmm. and wins a, is a, you know, instrumental in a World Series winning team. Mm-hmm. And he's just been a great pitcher the last few years. Above average, definitely. Yeah. No, that's... And then John Vanderval, just to... And yeah. He's a pretty good pinch hitter. Yeah. Yeah, he was solid. Yeah, he was pretty good. I mean, he played for him for one year, but he was still, yeah. like, he helped them, you know? Yeah, he was a part of those kind of great young players coming from the from the Expos. Yeah. And he yeah. made his way to the Pirates, and after he left the Giants, or he went to the Giants and went to the Yankees mm-hmm. after that. Yeah. Great pinch hitter, one of the best of that that era, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's um, it's interesting that um, it is kind of sad. And then you know, you want to talk about another trade that was from the yeah. <laughs> Giants. It's funny because you and I have talked about this in private before, and you know, our our emailer David from the Pirates fan mentioned this too. Um, you know, the worst Pirates trades, and I always thought. So the Giants gave Matt Morris with like a three-year deal or something. He was a great pitcher with the with the Cardinals. Really did nothing with the Giants, and it's one of those contracts that was looked at among Giants fans as it's immovable. You can't. There was like ten million bucks, I think, per year or something like that. And at the time, the the Pirates had an awful GM. Um, Last name Littlefield, I believe. I can't remember his first name. Horrible drafts and, and trades. And his thinking was, well, we can take on Matt Morris and the money 
and they ended up giving two guys, one, the, the kind of main guy was Rajay Davis, but the Giants didn't have to eat any of Matt Morris's contract, and mm-hmm. um, the Pirates GM Littlefield thought, okay, he can kind of help our young pitchers come along. Yeah. Of course, there were no young pitchers to come along, so... They basically bought a GM, bought a yeah. pitching coach yeah. for like $10 million. Yeah. When yeah. they could have had him for like fractions. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing that, I mean, Brian Sabian, the Giants GM, the longest tenure GM currently in Major League Baseball, has made a lot of great trades. And that's the one trade that no one really talks about. Dumping, even if you're getting nothing in return, let alone Rajay Davis, this other, this other gentleman, to dump that awful contract, mm. that is a win. Everything else is gravy. Rajay Davis and the second player they got. And of course, they gave him flexibility to use that money elsewhere. So, yeah. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Mm.